0: Welcome to the High Performer Blueprint Podcast, where busy professionals learn the habits to become a high performer and live the healthy lifestyle they dream about. I'm your host, Leak Bola. Let's go. Today, we are joined by Mark Neposeno, owner of Massage by Mark Anthony. Mark, how are you doing today?
1: Yeah, I'm great. I'm glad to be here. Thank you for inviting me. I look forward to this conversation.
0: Oh, man, it's great to have you. So me and Mark go back a while. Uh, I've known Mark since high school. Uh, It's funny that a lot of people I'm connected with as far as bringing on to the show are amazing as far as what they do. So it feels really good to have, you know, people within my circle that I could definitely bring on to help my audience really level up. So, Mark, what got you into massage therapy? So let us know, you know, your journey with that.
1: I always wanted to do something where I could be like independent, and like make like make my own business, have my own clients, and of course, you know, help those clients and make a big impact on their life. So I, I was thinking of all these various careers, in, like medicine and business, and like things like that, and then I came across. uh massage, I actually kind of had interest in it a long time ago, but I never took it seriously to like go to school for it. Because I thought back then, like, oh, I should just go to like a four-year school and just go like a traditional route. But that didn't really pan out for me too well. It was a long, hard road. So anyway, so I got to about uh, a crossroads in my career where I had to make a decision. This was like during, well, well, right in the beginning of the pandemic. So I had to figure out, okay, this pandemic is happening. so And uh, I I had to decide like, okay, do I continue on this same path of just being content with working for other people or Am I going to do something about being like not being satisfied? And um, so, what am I going to do? So, you know, I, I researched more about massage, about, you know, the pay, the uh, cost of education, and all the different uh, opportunities to be independent. And it really appealed to me. So, I decided to enroll in massage school and work overnight at the same time and then long story short and I got through school and then I was able to pass the state exam to get my license and then from there I hit the ground running. I first uh, got my first pro experience uh, working at a, a Thai massage studio and I worked there for a while, and then after that, I decided you know it was it was time for me to to go out on my own and work you know completely solo and independent.
0: Wow, so you pretty much made that decision pretty early on in your career that you wanted to do this as your own business then right?
1: yeah, like right after I got my license. I mean, I knew like at, in the very beginning, in my very first professional experience, I'd have to, you know, work at, you know, someone else's establishment, whether it was like a chain place or independent studio, because I mean, just to get, I just needed to get my feet wet and just get my, get my very first pro experience. Just seeing I kinda of just looked at it like from like a baseball perspective and it was kinda of weird, but I felt like oh, I need like a kind of like a minor league experience before you know I go to the majors. So that was my plan all along was to get my license, get some experience at someone else's place, you know, just build up my skills and you know, my just build up my my whole repertoire in you know dealing with uh, dealing with all types of massage clients and then I knew eventually you know working for someone else I'd get I get good enough to to be on my own and you know that's exactly what happened. You know I worked at the time massage place. I started off you know just brand new as a professional. And I had some bumps but you know I quickly adapted and then eventually, you know, just get just from getting feedback from all the different clients I was working on, I realized, all right, you know, I've I've learned enough. Um I'm, I'm good enough and I'm gonna keep getting better. You know, now now is the time where, you know, I, I can hold my own.
0: I think that is a typical route. I mean, I can understand for myself, you know, before I really got into business, started, you know, with working in the corporate gyms and spend a good amount of time there and that's what really helped me you know get a lot of practical experience To really work with you know hundreds of clients during that time so i definitely think it's important and i definitely see the benefit as well so one thing that happens when many people are trying to work out consistently they suffer from the soreness from their workouts or people just have that every day, just nags, right? I know as we kind of get older, we kind of feel like, man, where's this pain coming from? And a lot of it has to just do with some basic uh, soreness. So what are the muscles that you usually see that are most sore?
1: I I break it down into like two different demographics. So, so I'll start with the first demographic would be like people that I know that they regularly lift weights or they run or cycle or swim, you know, some type of, they do some type of, you know, like rigorous exercise frequently. So for those people, they're most, uh, they're most sore in their calves and their hamstrings, their thighs and their lower back and their glute area. And then on The flip side, the other demographic, that they're a more, I guess you would say, sedentary lifestyle. They don't really exercise or work out on a regular basis, but they do a lot of like sitting at their job. Those people, by far, they're most sore in their neck, upper traps, and their
0: shoulders. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, I could speak from being active Pretty much, you know, almost every day is I felt like it's my glutes, lower back, hamstrings. Uh, those are the areas I would say the, that I feel that takes the most damage. And I know for sometimes with me, if I get lazy with that, that's when it can kind of linger for me. So and I think with, you know, definitely being, you know, sedentary sometimes at their job, if they're not having an active job, obviously being busy and being a professional. That's something that can kind of cause some of the issues as well. And then, of course, when they're going back into the gym or trying to be consistent, they'll have those little flare ups and things like that. So what do you feel are the most frequent causes of tissue damage?
1: I would say the number one uh, reason would be overuse, um, basically like like a very repetitive uh, certain motion or you know, certain posture or certain range of movement that they do like almost
0: every day. If we're thinking of somebody like if they have obviously the same job in the career, they're doing some of those same movements. So depending on what they're doing, that could be causing basically the soreness within their muscles. Right. And then if you're working out based off of the type of activities you do, you're probably repeating the same type of motions and you might have, um, you know, the same type of workouts that are grueling. So those are typically where it is just causing the damage then. Right.
1: Yeah, definitely. I'll give you a couple of examples that really stick out to me regarding like tissue damage. Uh clients that I've worked with that uh, like they, they lift weight they lift weights like they they squat or they deadlift frequently or they do a lot of running or cycling. Like gets very, of course, very intensive on the lower body with your your thighs, hamstrings, your calves, even your ankles. And then for, like, overuse for people that they don't really exercise that much but they're like, office workers. I see a lot of damage in those clients, like, in their wrists and their forearms from all, like, from all the typing they do on the keyboard.
0: That's a good response based off of just what happens, you know, with overuse and everything like that. So what would you recommend to someone... As far as, like, recovery, like, would you recommend that they, you know, get regular routines with massages? Like, is that something you think that they should definitely do with these overuse injuries or, you know, these pains?
1: Whether you're, you know, an office worker and you spend, like, seven to eight hours in front of a keyboard typing or whether you're, you know, in the gym, you know, squatting, deadlifting, bench pressing, whatever... You know, three to five times a week. I recommend so uh, the clients I work with. You know, if you've been having you know these these nagging issues, tell them that like at least once a month is a good frequency where you can you know you know, see the same therapist, so they can get so you know know your body and they can regularly you know work on areas on your body that are being you know highly used or overused. So I definitely say uh, you definitely at least, you know, once a month and develop a relationship with the trusted therapist. That way, you know, they really they get to know your body. They get to know your areas. So you know, every time you go see them, it's not like this brand new thing where you, they're trying to figure, figure you out. Like they know your body well and they know what areas, what areas they really need to focus on, what areas don't need as much work. And they can, the therapist can also, they can track your progress over time. So I would definitely, you know, recommend at least once a month with the same therapist. But if you could afford, you know, if you could afford more, then I definitely think like definitely twice a month or every other week would be would be really great. If you want like the true professional experience, I'd say twice a month is ideal.
0: Have you noticed the, the clients that you work with Like, man, this is probably the right amount of dose. Because I know you said, of course, once a month if they can, but what would be the best amount of regular massages that you think would get the best results for people based off what you've experienced?
1: I had a client, I saw her almost every week, basically once a week. When I first saw her, she was, she was in a lot of pain in her, like in her wrist and her forearm area. Basically, her main complaint was, you know, she was, like, a a secretary, so she typed a lot, like, eight hours a day. And she had a lot of pain just doing very basic everyday things, like, like, holding a cup to drink water or, like, holding a pen and just being able to do, like, basic writing, pen to paper, more like, opening or twisting a doorknob, stuff like that. So... The first session, I was able to, I mean, it was going to take a lot of work, but I was able to get the ball rolling and loosen up the tight wrist extensors and tight wrist flexors and loosen up like tension in her, in her carpal tunnel area of her wrist. So that was the first session. And then I saw her, I saw her again the next week. And then she came back saying like, oh, I still have a little bit of pain, but you know, I definitely see an improvement in my in my wrist. I was like, awesome, great. So obviously I knew, I already knew her body just from the first experience. So I was able to, you know, massage her the second time. I, I did I did see and feel the progress in like her range of motion and her pain tolerance. So anyway, so I kept seeing her, you know, probably by, I'd say about like the third or fourth time. I saw her in a row because she went weekly. Like she told me, like, I remember she was like, Oh, like this has been life changing for me. Now I can I can hold a glass of water and drink and there's no more pain. And I could, you know, go to work and I can type all day and not feel any pain. So at that point when she didn't feel like she had any more pain in her like her wrist and forearm area I uh, we progressed from okay we're gonna work on it so get rid of it and now now we're just on maintenance so to get her from not being able to hold a glass of water without you know being a lot of pain to so just doing you know basic maintenance work on her wrist and forearm it was a uh, I mean, obviously, it's very life-changing for her, but it made a profound impact on me as well, Seeing, the, just seeing my, my work on her throughout, you know, the weeks. It was really, like, I mean, it was life-changing for me as well, just to see how my work could really help someone in that way.
0: Yeah, I think that's amazing because, obviously, Having that experience where you work with someone, you can see that's life changing to me, like you said, because it's like if you go from having pain where just something as little as an everyday activity that someone's going to do from where you can do things that you wouldn't have been able to do before. I think that's amazing and it shows the importance of taking care of yourself. I mean, really what you know, this podcast is about is helping someone build a, the healthy lifestyle they dream about and improving their performance levels because that's going to change their whole life and it's going to impact others around them as well. So I think that's important to understand is I don't think you can really put a price in investing to your body, your mind. I think it's so important take that initiative uh, with doing that. If you think of an athlete like LeBron James, you know, one of the all time greats, you know, this man spends more than a million dollars a year just on his body as far as his recovery. So, yeah, he makes a lot of money, of course, but not every athlete is going to do that. Sometimes it comes down to your mindset of understanding, like, hey, invest into your body because it will pay off your longevity in life and your quality of life is going to improve when you do things like that. So I think that's important as well. Uh, so one thing I'm not sure if you're aware of, Mark, but the big buzz now is the frequency of like massage guns. I feel like if I see so many commercials or I scroll down social media, like massage guns are like the the big thing now. <laughs> i remember when i first got my massage gun i had a theragun uh, i think going on is it two years two years now and at the time i remember like when i first heard of those i think it was maybe four to five years ago and they were really the only ones on the market then and i was like man you know i want to have that because i would see uh professional athletes on the sideline using them, and i was like what is that and then i would hear other people on the internet talk about it as well so Mm-hmm. what's your opinion on like massage guns? Like, would you recommend like somebody routinely going to like you, for example, a massage therapist to help with their muscles compared to, you know, someone just uh, relying solely on the massage gun, or do you think somebody could benefit from doing a combination of both?
1: That's a great, uh great point you bring up. Uh, yeah. As for massage guns, it really depends on your goal, but massage guns are great. You I mean, don't get me wrong; like they're a great tool, but you know they're just a tool. A massage gun cannot replace like a full, total, professional you know massage. I mean, it can't because if you think about the mechanics of the gun, it's only it's only one massage technique, which is called you know percussion. So percussion, all that, just in like layman's terms, is. You're just like pounding or hitting an area which is which can be very useful but it's like it's like a it's a one-trick pony basically i mean there's much more to massage than just getting one single technique done on you through the gun so if like let's say if you don't if let's say you don't have any very specific goals with massage let's say you just you just like to you know Use like the gun. Use like the feeling of the gun on your body because it, you know, relaxes you, makes you feel better whatever. I mean, that's fine. But if you have, you know, specific, you know, issues with your muscles, let's say if you're uh, let's say if you have a certain muscle that has limited range of motion or it you have, you know, pain when you when you move it, you've like some type of chronic pain. Or it's like if something where it's chronically tight, then the massage like the paragon, it could it could help a little bit, but it's it's very one trick pony like it, it's it's not even close to being, you know, a real substitute for you know getting a real hands-on professional massage because massage, like I said, it's more than just a percussion technique. I mean there's you know I don't want to get you know too technical with the audience, but there's like f it's called there's techniques called effleurage, and then there's uh, kneading, and then there's uh, the trigger point. Yeah, there's 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 basically there's all these different techniques in hands-on massage that you're not getting from a gun. So, so basically, if you just want, so you know, just have general relaxation at home with the gun, that's fine, but if if you have like real issues that you want to work on, even if it's like uh, even let's say if you have like anxiety or I don't know even like something like depression or just if let's say if you live a very stressful lifestyle from you know work, family, etc. You know someone like that they could they could far more benefit from you know getting just getting even. A basic sixty-minute relaxation Swedish massage—they benefit far more from that than you know buying a gun and just working on themselves, just putting the gun to their own body. So I mean, Theragun definitely. I'm not trying to sound like a, Thera, a Theragun hater. I mean, definitely has its place. It's a great, like I said, it's a great tool. It's like a, <laughs> I would compare it's like a hammer, or like a screwdriver. I mean it it has a very, you know, has its own utility, but you can't you can't build a house or you can't fix a car with just a hammer or just a screwdriver or just a wrench, you know what I mean? Like I
0: yeah, I totally get that. Because I, I think of it, I mean, obviously we know about marketing. It's just like in my industry, there's marketing and there's products that are getting sold and I try yeah. to tell people like it's gonna do more than what it is. <laughs> we know that's just more of the marketing, of course. I do feel like it's a useful, like you said, the tool. I think in life we have different things that we can use as tools, but, you know, there's still other things that are still going to be needed routinely. And trust me, you know, even when you do see your favorite athlete on the sideline using a massage gun, you know, they still have massage therapists that they're going to regularly. Right. So it's like, they might use that in between of stuff, but it's still valuable to have, like you said, that routine of, getting those massages and, you know, especially the time that someone's going to work and somebody's going to really be able to figure out, you know, what points you need to really focus on the most. So what would you recommend for someone that wants to improve their muscle recovery?
1: Yeah. So, uh, this probably number one, I would say is just self-care at home. Like let's say, for example, Let's say if you're like a runner or a cyclist, the first thing you could do, like even before going to like get a massage is you could do something like, uh, like do you know what Epsom salt is? Oh, yeah. I remember
0: back in those football days, (laughs) Uh, definitely had to take some of those uh, Epsom salt baths. So, yeah, those are some good stuff right there. Yeah,
1: so, I mean, Epsom salt, like, is pretty inexpensive. I think I think they even sell, like, at the dollar store. So, yeah, like you just said, like, you could, you know, just fill up your bathtub with, you know, hot to, like, very warm water, whatever your preference is, and then, you know, soak in the bath with Epsom salt, or you don't even have to do, like, the whole bathtub, like. Even me personally, like I, I just take like a like a bucket to soak my feet in Epsom salt. So that's something like very inexpensive and simple you can do at home. And also too, like you could simply just you know get get like an ice pack or just fill up a bag of a plastic bag with ice and you know ice yourself down. Um, probably the most I guess underrated thing and recovery you can do on your own is like rest and get enough sleep for recovery and that's something that's you know completely free obviously and doesn't take any effort so yeah definitely definitely let's say self-care at home you know epsom salt ice and getting enough rest and
0: sleep and i like that because I'm big on doing things that are simple because I think people overcomplicate a lot of things. So, I mean, for me, one of the habits I'm helping my clients a lot with is get your sleep in because if you're not getting your sleep, that's what's causing a lot of those issues. So like you said, I mean, sleep alone is going to help somebody really recover. And I remember with Epsom salt, I think uh, a good thing to use are those foot baths. If you can have those little things, Um, you know, you just put that in there. That's pretty simple. If it's just like something, Um, let's say with your feet or something i remember having a a pretty sprained ankle and using that so i think those are definitely some great tips to follow and keeping it simple a lot really does help (laughs) that's something big so what's the thing you would tell someone struggling with taking action right now with their muscle recovery
1: i mean i would i would tell them that
0: if you don't do it
1: like no one can do it for you um at the end of the day it's your body like no one no one can make those decisions for you like no one can put in the work for you no one can no one can be disciplined for you so i mean i would tell them like you gotta i mean you're gonna you're gonna live and you're gonna die with what you do well with what you do or with what you don't do so i mean you might as well do something that's that's gonna help you because if you don't help yourself you're gonna end up hurting yourself and I'm pretty sure most people don't, they don't want to sabotage their own health. So I'll tell them like, there's no, there's no one coming to save you. Basically, like if you want to help yourself, I mean, there's people that can guide you and help you, but no one can make that decision for you, but you have to make the decision for yourself.
0: That's true. You just have to do it. One of my favorite slogans is from Nike. Just do it. (laughs) It's simple, but in the end, you just have to really do it. So Mark, where can our audience find you?
1: My massage business IG Instagram page is is at like the the at sign at massage by Mark Anthony. It's uh, Mark Anthony is spelled M-A-R-K. Anthony at massage by Mark Anthony, and I also have a a business Facebook page as well. If you go on Facebook, just type in massage by Mark Anthony seven one three. You'll see my face pop up there, and in both pages, it it says I'm like the bio, based in Houston, Texas. That's where I'm based in.
0: Thank you, Mark, for joining us. You're welcome. Uh,
1: yeah. Thank you again for inviting me to uh, to speak on here.
0: Uh, really appreciate it. Thank you for joining us this week. To view the complete show notes and all the links mentioned in today's episode, head over to LTA Performers 365com slash HighPerformer. Before you go, make sure you subscribe to the podcast. And if you love this podcast, feel free to leave a review. And if you're ready to create your own High Performer Blueprint, be sure to head over to uptaperformance365.com and we'll talk soon.